Happy New Year and welcome to the first 2020 Fastest 5 Minutes, presented by Crawl and Morning. We are your co-hosts Peter Ayer and David Robbins, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We start with CMMI and cybersecurity. So on December 6th, DOD released another version to its cybersecurity maturity model certification known as CMMC that starting this year, independent auditors will use to certify contract compliance with DOD cybersecurity requirements. Most notably, Rev7 previews the requirements for cybersecurity maturity levels 4 and 5. Moving beyond cyber hygiene requirements of 1 through 3, levels 4 and 5 require even more robust programs capable of addressing the dynamic threats posed by advanced persistent threats known as APTs. These two highest levels of certification also implement the enhanced cybersecurity requirements documented in NIST Special Publication 800-171B, which remains in draft form. DOD is expected to announce the final model in January of this year and begin introducing the go-no-go certification requirements in solicitations as early as June. So I suspect we're going to be talking about this a lot. Contractors are trying to figure out when this is going to go into effect, what it will look like, how widespread it will be. So a lot to talk about here. And obviously that's in the broader context of all things cyber, all things supply chain, which we expect to be a consistent theme throughout the year. No, I totally agree. And what's going to be interesting is to see not just what's announced, but also how GAO and the court view this, because look, this is go, no go, whether you can bid or not. So I don't think I'm too far out on a limb to suggest we're going to see an awful lot of pre-award protests and the like going forward until this is sorted out. Totally agree. All right, let's move from cybersecurity to employment news. In a sort of late year surprise, now it's hardly a surprise, but a, a late year gift, maybe December 30th, Department of Labor's OFCCP proposed to codify its current procedures for resolving potential employment discrimination issues and other violations of law by federal contractors and subcontractors. And it proposed to codify their two formal notice procedures used when the agency finds potential violations, the predetermination notice and the notice of violation. The PDN is used currently to inform the contractor of preliminary findings when Department of Labor has sufficient evidence of discrimination. And if a contractor doesn't sufficiently rebut the PDN's preliminary findings, then the notice of violation issues. And that's going to be codified. Proposed rule also provides contractors with the option to expedite normal resolution procedures for discrimination findings and avoid the issuance of a PDN or NOV if they enter directly into a conciliation agreement. And there's a lot more here about the standards and the thresholds and all the process that awaits contractors. But what I find interesting, and this is a continuation of a trend we've seen over the last year, year and a half or so, is Department of Labor and OFCCP really is leaning forward in being transparent and has taken steps to offer contractors an opportunity to expedite and move around formal procedures, which can take an awfully long time. It's pretty progressive for the agency, I think. All right, moving on to OCI news, and in a reminder that subcontractor OCIs can still doom proposals, GAO recently denied a protest of a major prime contractor's elimination from consideration for award, a proposal it submitted in response to an Air Force request for proposals for the Common Computing Environment Cloud Follow-on Award. 
The contractor asserted that the Air Force unreasonably determined that it was non-responsible and ineligible because of impaired objectivity and unequal access to information OCIs created by its proposed subcontractor. GAO held that the contracting officer reasonably determined that the subcontractor's responsibility was an issue because of potential impaired objectivity OCIs, and that was not successfully mitigated by a firewall or proposed recusal. This isn't really news in that the standards are what the standards have been for an awfully long time, but especially in an era of consolidation, it's just an important reminder, which is why we bring it up. Peter? I totally agree. And it's also a important note that vetting your subcontractor early in the process, even before they become your subcontractor, but rather at the teaming and pre-teaming stage is really important because subcontractors' activities are imputed, and that can happen well before the subcontractor stage. So one quick question for you, and I know we're going to close real soon, but what do you say to people about continually vetting subcontractors? Teaming and whatnot, we get it, but these OCIs can arise during performance too. Absolutely, and it fits with this broader theme of primes having a lot more monitoring obligations for their subs more generally. And it's not just at the formation stage, it's pre-formation, it's bidding, and it's throughout performance because OCIs really can be a very important consideration that if not dealt with properly can doom very important business lines. So with that, we'll close out mentioning two upcoming webinars. We have two of them in January. The first is really focused on False Claims Act. David and a number of our other colleagues will be involved in a look at emerging FCA risks on January 15th. And then on January 29th, we will have our usual What the New Year Brings webinar that focuses on a wide variety of topics, FCA, and much broader than that. As we stare at 2020 and what we'll expect, we have about 25 of our colleagues who will be presenting at that webinar. If you haven't gotten an invitation to either of them, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to forward it along. That's all for this edition. We hope you have a happy and healthy 2020. We'll see you again in two weeks. In the meantime, if you need anything, David can be reached at 202-624-2627, and I can be reached at 202-624-2807. Thank you. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. podcast.